Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you aboard this weekend, this sort of summery and some places sort of autumn-like weekend. Well, have you seen the new movie Contagion? It starts with Gwyneth Paltrow, who gets terribly ill after a trip to Hong Kong and starts a chain reaction of death that sweeps around the world in, in a matter of days. Could that happen in real life? Well, yes, says one of our guests this hour, Dr. Brad Spellman. He's an infectious disease specialist who has some advice on how not to fall victim to the same horrible fate Ms. Paltrow's character suffers in the movie. Our hotel uh, expert, Michael Matthews, joins me this hour. He's going to teach us how much we should tip a concierge and, uh, or a hotel butler, for the matter, if you're happy and happy, uh, you know, in a, rich enough to stay in a hotel with a butler. Uh, he's also going to report that Las Vegas is getting a bit ex expensive. Um, I always say Dr. Spellman. It's Dr. Spellberg. Sorry. Um, uh, our doctor guest who will be on later this hour. Now, one reason the American economy is suffering uh, the sh in this sharp turndown is the lack of visitors from other countries. David Rowell is the TravelInsider.com uh, writer who joins us from time to time. He's going to break it down for us, and he's also going to suggest some easy steps Uncle Sam could take to remedy the situation. Plus, I'll have a couple juicy deals of the week. And hey, archery deer hunting season opens this weekend in Minnesota. That means fall can't be far behind. Hunters can't use rifles to hunt deer in Minnesota in the land of 10,000 lakes until November 5th. And across the pond in Germany, the, ma the mayor of Munich tapped the first keg to kick off the 178th folk festival known as Oktoberfest. Prose it. Let's take a quick look at the week's travel news. In uh, uh, Children 12 years and younger soon won't have to remove their shoes before passing through security at the nation's airport. They'll also get padded down less. It's part of the TSA's effort to have risk-based screening at airports instead of treating everyone alike. Some kids will be padded, padded down at random, though, just to keep the bad guys uh, uh, off balance, says Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano. The DOT, the Department of Transportation, proposes that airlines reveal the total amount of ancillary fees they earn in 19 different categories. Almost all airlines are strongly objecting, arguing that this flies in the face of the Obama administration's recent vow to reduce paperwork and rules if they don't pertain to the health, safety, or security of citizens. Well, that's a pretty unique argument. Pretty clever on their lobbyist part, I'd say. The airlines think this is a ploy by the government that will lead to slapping a 7.5% tax on those extra fees. Right now, that tax only applies to the basic cost of a ticket. Given that airlines are reaping billions of dollars in fees for check luggage and upgraded seating, ticket changes, and dozens of other things, it's a lot of money at stake here. The DOT wants the airlines to let consumers know these charges before they buy a ticket online and is hoping the rule, that rule will go into effect in January. But this request to total all revenue in so many different categories, well, it's a little refinement on that. Uh, I mentioned that David Rowell is going to join us later this hour. He's going to sort of uh, uh, start with us right now. Here in the United States, fewer and fewer foreign tourists are arriving on our shores. Our guest, David Rowell, uh, who writes uh, the blog, thetravelinsider.com, joins us. As I said, he's going to come back later this hour. We're going to talk in greater length, but I just wanted to tease this uh, segment a bit here. David, welcome back to the show. How bad is this situation? Hi, Rudy. The problem is exactly as you say it, we are not getting our fair share of international tourists. Throw some numbers at you. During the decade of the 2000s, the US share of international tourism plummeted from about 18% way down to 12%. 
and mainly because we're making it more and more difficult to get a visa to come and visit. And is this a fallout from 9-11? Yeah, it's an extension. It's never been easy to come here, but it's definitely become very much harder. And, and this is costing us, I mean, a lot of money, a little bit of money? Oh, hold your breath. Even if our share doesn't drop any further, this means that, well, say for the balance of this decade, we are missing out on $860 billion of tourism spending, which represents 1.3 million new permanent jobs. Yes, it's costing us a lot of money. That's an extraordinary, extraordinary number. Well, uh, let me tell you some more. If we look particularly at the booming new economies of China, Brazil, India, the growth of these travelers to other countries is double, sometimes triple, what the share that we are getting. These people, they are walking stimulus packages, spending on average about $6,000 each per visit, and that's money that if they came here would stay in our country. It's not like if we go into a store and buy something, that money goes overseas to whatever country made the thing we buy. These people would come to the United States and their money would stay here. When we talked, uh, when we talked this week about your coming on the show, you told me about a Chinese woman with apparently impeccable credentials who uh, couldn't quite get over the high hurdles. Good point. This is an example of how impossibly difficult we're making it for these people to come and spend their money with us. This was a Chinese lady in her mid-40s. She earns over $80,000 a year. She has her own condo, her own car, has more than $50,000 cash in the bank. She has a daughter studying at Oxford in England. She already had a visa to go and visit Canada and simply wanted to do a side trip down to the U.S. while she is in Canada. Visa refused. Unbelievable. And when, when these visas are refused, are they given reasons? Are the folks, said, uh, the folks told why their visa has been uh, not, not, not issued? It's even worse than that, Rudy. They're not told what they need to do to qualify for a visa in the first place and then flip it over. When they're refused, they're just given a vague form letter that says you failed to demonstrate appropriate ties to your home country or some garbage like that. No one knows what it means. And that, too, is discouraging people from even trying to get visas because they don't know how to work their way through this capricious system to get one. All right, not cheery news. David, I know you've got four or five points you think could be implemented fairly easily. Will you join us later this hour? We'll pick those points up. Thank you so much. I'd love to. In the meanwhile, you can read David Rowell's uh, website, thetravelinsider.com. He is a very thoughtful writer and writes regularly every week, very, uh, very insightful postings on travel. Um, so we'll be rejoined by David uh, later this hour. Well, can too much complaining to an airline cost you your airline miles? That's what happened to a Minneapolis rabbi who's a frequent flyer on Delta Airlines. He's also a cranky flyer. In June of 08, a Northwest Airlines employee called him, Northwest, of course, is now Delta, to say that the airline was revoking his elite status, taking away hundreds of thousands of miles he'd earned, and making him ineligible for accumulating more miles. The charge was apparently that he had abused the frequent flyer program. A month later, Northwest sent the rabbi a letter noting he'd made 24 complaints in the previous eight months, including nine incidents of his bag arriving late at a luggage carousel. 
Here's a quote from that letter that has been offered as evidence in a lawsuit brought by the rabbi. Quote, you have continually asked for compensation over and above our guidelines. We have awarded you $1,925 in travel credit vouchers, 78,500 World Perks bonus miles, a voucher extension for your son, and $491 in cash reimbursements, unquote. Well, Binyamin Ginsburg's lawyer, that's the uh, rabbi, countered that the rabbi and his wife have been averaging about 75 flights on Northwest a year at that time. And only about 10% of the trips had resulted in a call to Northwest Customer Care Center. I don't think I was a frequent complainer, Ginsburg said. Well, he was a frequent complainer, but that doesn't mean he was in the wrong. He may have just had more stamina and more time to file complaints than the rest of us. We're going to watch this case. That was thrown out at first, but an appeals court has reinstated it. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, to be exact. So we'll see what happens here. Stick around when we come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about hotels with Michael Matthews. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. <coughs> On average, a smoker will die 15 to 20 years earlier than a non-smoker. Quit risking your life. Quit spending all your hard-earned money. Quit worrying about dirty looks. Take your freedom back and switch to American Blue Tip, the hassle-free electronic cigarette that looks, feels, and tastes just like the real thing. It's not real smoke, just water vapor. Crazy. I can finally relax without sucking in all those chemicals and tar. No secondhand smoke. Quit thinking about it. Make the switch to American Blue Tip right now. It's everything you love about smoking without the tar, tobacco, and carcinogens. You won't even miss cigarettes. Call now. Now for your risk-free trial of American Blue Tip, call 1-800-604-3206. That's 1-800-604-3206. Quit stalling and switch right now. Call 1-800-604-3206. That's 1-800-604-3206. Get in the zone! Protecting your car's interior helps protect its resale value. So keep easy-to-use canisters of Armorall wipes from AutoZone in your car at all times. Then clean and protect your car's interior surfaces anytime. Dash, seats, leather, vinyl, fabric, even glass. Pick up two canisters now for just $8 at AutoZone. See store for restrictions and details. Helping you protect your car and its resale value. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm sure you're thinking, boy, I'd like to pay less for my car insurance, but switching seems like a lot of work. All the hassle and whatnot. Well, I'm here to tell you that is simply not the case. Geico makes it so easy to switch and start saving money straight away, without getting buried in a ton of paperwork. You know, that actually happened to me once. Literally, I was buried under my income taxes for six days. Haunting, really. For a free rate quote, visit geico.com. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Indeed, indeed. Oh, my goodness. What a summer weekend it is. I hope you're enjoying uh, the weekend with you and with, uh, excuse me, with your family or some good friends. It's 18 minutes after the hour in Rudy Max's world. And you're here in Rudy Max's world. Nice to have you with us. Uh, Michael Matthews joins us from time to time to talk about hotels. He's a former executive with well, all kinds of fancy hotels. Uh, Rosewood, Ritz-Carlton, unbelievable. This guy knows hotels inside and out. Michael, welcome back to the show. 
wonderful to be back, Rudy. All right. Well, I talked uh, in the last hour, uh, Michael, about this uh, new Four Seasons, 444 rooms, $360 million, that's going to be built inside Disney World in Orlando with room rates, we're guessing. I mean, right now, the Grand Floridian gets 440 a night, so I presume it'll be 500 and above when this hotel opens. Uh, if you were CEO of Four Seasons, would you build this hotel? No. <laughs> Okay, why not? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's happening. I'll tell you why I think they're doing it. Uh, Prince Walid, uh, as you know, now owns Four Seasons, and he's obviously looking for growth. And there's probably very few places left in the world uh, that Four Seasons uh, is available, is where, where Four Seasons can go and operate. Uh, and get the rates that they require. And I think what is, they've also got a new vice president of development. And I think what has happened, uh, one, uh, they've been instructed to grow the company, uh, regardless of where they're going. Two, uh, they've got somebody who's obviously got the money to build this place, uh, which is great. Uh, and three, as I said, they've got a new vice president of development, and he's got to make his mark. Uh, but I really can't see uh, people going to Mickey Mouse land uh, you know, paying five, six hundred dollars a night. Uh, I, I mean, t to me, it, it's just amazing. Uh, do, do your kids really appreciate a, a Four Seasons? Uh, maybe you and your wife do, but. <laughs> My kids did. <laughs> your kids did, but could they, do they really know the difference, your kids, between a Four Seasons and a, and a Hilton or whatever? I don't know. They didn't use the business center much, you're right, but they didn't mind the, you know, the cookies and milk by the bed. But, but you know, they're, they're, obviously they're counting on a little bit some meetings and conventions, too, with 444 rooms, and they're going to have to reduce their they will reduce their room rates for for groups like that but is it uh, I, I guess what i guess the question here is i mean there's already a ritz carlton outside the boundaries of uh, and a waldorf story outside the boundaries of disney world um this is a a big hotel and somebody had to run some numbers i mean they don't just say hey let's put a ritz let's put a four seasons up somebody had to run the numbers and convince you know banks and investors to put money in right that is correct and okay but, I mean, I've done feasibility studies coming out of the gazoo, and uh, I, I can tell you, I've never seen, and this, this will set people talking, I've never seen a feasibility study for a, a hotel project that says don't build. <laughs> okay. Ever in my life. Okay. And I've seen hundreds of them. I've never seen one that says don't do it. All right, let's turn our attention to a, to a resort town that uh, for a long time has been overbuilt, the last several years during the recession. Las Vegas, you recently returned from there, and uh, you said things are getting a little pricey there. I can't believe it. I mean, uh, my, uh, we were staying at a, a fabulous hotel in, in the city center, which is this huge new development they've got, and $6 for one boiled egg. No toast, no coffee, no nothing. I mean, an egg costs 10 cents. Uh, a, a, a drink on the strip now, uh, if you're not gambling, uh, is uh, 14 to $18. What hotel were uh, you in in, in, in the, in the city center? In, in the Mandarin Oriental. Ah, lovely, lovely, stunning hotel, in fact. Oh, it's absolutely fabulous. It, it's a fabulous hotel. But the prices, uh, two drinks uh, in the evening uh, up at the Mandarin Bar with wonderful views, so on, uh, with tip $50. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Anna and I in Vegas went up to the Mandarin. I know we did, in fact. We went to the Mandarin Bar with a friend. So there were three of us. And I remember paying the check. It was like $70 for three cocktails. It is a great view of the Strip, and it's nice, but wow. 
exactly. But this is the whole of Vegas. I, I could not believe, could not believe the prices. Uh, we went for dinner, at Michael Mino's restaurant, uh, uh, strip steak. It's called. Uh, it's very like a cafeteria, quite honestly. It was the two people with the cheapest bottle of wine on the menu, two hundred and seventy dollars. For two people, I mean, two, two people with dinner and the cheapest bottle of wine was two seventy. Yep. Yeah. So, th so there still are great hotel bargains. However, you can you, know, you can check into the Venetian for one hundred and twenty nine. Something unless there's a huge convention in town. So, are they getting us in there with with very attractive, in some cases, hotel prices, and then making it up on the on the other stuff? I, I think they are to a, to a degree. Yes. Um, yes, they are. Uh, you can still get hotel rooms. Uh, of course, if you go downtown, you can get cheap hotel rooms. But if you're on the Strip, uh, you're, you're paying 200 bucks or more. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've got to get their money back somewhere. But I, I tell you how they get it back. I will tell you this very quickly. There's a new hotel called the Aria, Aria, A-R-I-A, uh, in city center. And while we were there, a Saudi prince... Are you waiting for this? Lost $26 million in one evening. Playing, playing what? Do you know? He was, he, he was playing Baccarat. Very aggressively, obviously. Uh, $750,000 a hand. Oh, my goodness. How much? $24 million? Twenty-six. $26 million. He could have had yeah, a piece of the Four Seasons in Orlando for that. Yeah, well, I tell you what, they would pay for it. <laughs> but as somebody said, it's, 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 we're getting our money back, you know. <laughs> so yeah, well, they ought to reduce room for... rates for about two months after that, with that in their pocket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it cost them $2 million. The GM there was telling me it cost them $2 million a day to operate the hotel. So, you know, they got 10 days operation out of it. From the Prince. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. I hope the guy's okay, Michael. Uh, well, we hope so. <laughs> All right, we we promised our I promised our listeners we talk a bit about how to know how much to tip concierges in hotels. We've talked in the past with you about how to use them. Um, how do you tip them? I think people are very uncomfortable about about feeling confident of that. Well, first of all, if use if you're in a major city uh, in this country or in Europe or wherever, do make use of the concierge. They, they are very, they belong to an organization called Claydor, the Claydor, and you'll notice they have little uh, cross keys on the, their lapels. It takes five years for them to become a member. Uh, and what do you tip them? If, they, if, if it's a restaurant reservation, five bucks. If it's an impossible restaurant reservation, uh, like say per se in New York or something like that, uh, a minimum of 20 bucks. Uh, for a limousine reno uh, reservation, uh, five bucks. A Broadway show or a show, uh, a major show in, in a city, 20% uh, of the stub price of your ticket, because you're probably paying over the odds anyway, uh, because the concierge is going to get it from a broker, so on. Uh, and you double those numbers if you're in Europe or Asia. But oh. there's another way that is also very good. If you're going to be a regular guest of a hotel, say in New York or Paris, London, wherever it is, uh, then what you should do is tip up front. Uh, slip the concierge $50, $100, the equivalent, and tell him that you'll be using him a lot. And then tip the numbers that I just gave you on top of that. And I assure you, you will get great, great service. Boy, you know how uh, to live large, really Michael out. Matthews. You know how to live large. Wow. <laughs> let me, now, now let me, uh, Michael, by the way, writes regularly for the website uh, that Joe Brancatelli runs called JoeSentMe.com. Joe Brank is a uh, guest occasionally on this show as well. Um, and what I found interesting, you did a column about tipping concierge. 
charges, which is what prompted me to ask you on the show today, is uh, you said that they're making it on both ends, that when they get those hard-to-get theater tickets for you, they're getting a commission from the theater. When they get a reservation at a restaurant, the restaurant's always happy to comp them and a, and a, and a guest for dinner. Uh, same with limousine companies. They get a commission on that. I didn't know they were making it on both ends so, oh, so, yes, absolutely. so, so they, handsomely. They are, they are very well-off people, let me assure you. Uh, there was one concierge, uh, sadly he's passed away. He ran the, uh, the desk at the Mayfair Regent uh, in New York. Uh, he owned three apartment buildings. Not apartments, apartment buildings in New York. Oh, my goodness. And he, he was actually, he had seats permanently on every Concorde flight. He had a block of, he had a block of three seats so that, uh, you know, he was the only place you could get on the Concorde to go. And, of course, he got tipped by British Airways and he got tipped by uh, the customer, the guest. I so mean, they, for our listeners who are thinking of going to college, you might want to consider becoming a concierge. Oh, absolutely. It takes five years, though. It takes five years before you can become a member of the Claydor, uh, and uh, then you've got to get in with the right hotel. I mean, being a concierge, uh, well, let's say it in Podunk, Iowa, is not going to work. You're not going to make any money. Uh, and the jobs uh, are, in some cases, particularly in Europe, are sold. Ah, we're learning stuff. We're learning you stuff. Buy your, you buy your job. Hey, Michael Matthews, our hotel expert, thank you for spending time with us today. Have a lovely weekend. And the same to you. Have a great one. Bye. We'll be right back to see if something like the movie Contagion can really help, can really happen. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. How awesome is it that Sam Adams Oktoberfest won a gold medal for best Oktoberfest beer in Germany? Sam Adams Oktoberfest is everything an Oktoberfest should be. Full-bodied, amber color, and a clean, smooth finish. We brew Oktoberfest with five varieties of malted barley to give it a deep amber hue and a big, rich flavor. Ah, delicious. We only brew it two months a year, so grab a Sam Adams Oktoberfest today before it's too late. Boston Beer Company, Boston, Mass. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 after the hour. Listen, you can write me anytime at Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. I've got a couple of listener emails I'm going to hope to get to during uh, this hour to answer some questions. Uh, but you can write anytime. Send me a question. Now, if you call that 800 number, 800-387-8096, uh, if you call that number, you may get a recording if we're not on the air. Just leave your message your question, your comment, and if it's something we should talk about on the show, we'll give you a ring back, or if it's some question, I can answer you. The number again is 800 
800-387-8025. Excuse me. 300, excuse me, 800, 387, 8025. Well, the hot movie out is called Contagion. It stars Gwyneth Paltrow and a bunch of other stars. And it, well, you know what it's about. It's about uh, a woman who takes ill and uh, it becomes really contagious and the world's about to be wiped out. So we asked uh, Dr. Brad Spellberg, our infectious disease specialist, to join us. He's an associate professor of medicine at Los Angeles Biomedical Research Center uh, at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. He wrote a book last year called Rising Plague about antibiotic resistance. Resistant uh, diseases. Nice to have you back on the show, Dr. Spellberg. Thanks for having me. Okay. The, the, the big movie in the last week or so, it came out earlier this month, it premiered at the Venice Film Festival, is this Contagion with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Have you by any chance seen it? I have not seen it. All right. Well, you know the plot that uh, some, you know, one woman, Gwyneth Paltrow, catches uh, 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 something and um, it, it spreads rapidly around the world. Now, I understand this is the rapid progress of a lethal indirect contact transmission virus. What does that mean? Well, I think that uh, the, the premise that this is developed off of is influenza primarily, although there are other viruses like it. But the we know that influenza happens every year, and it kind of changes a little bit from year to year, but every couple decades there's a big change. And when there's a big change in influenza, it has the potential to, to kill people because they're not immune to that virus anymore. They have Would to- Asian flu fall into that category? Yeah, so the big concern recently was um, what's called H5N1, or bird flu, uh, which is primarily in Asia. It has spread via wild birds, to Eastern Europe and the Middle East. But in the food chain, really, it's been seen largely in Asia. And the, the good news about bird flu is that it is not transmissible human to human, or at least not in a sustained manner. Most, almost all the cases have been from direct contact with bird or bird products. Um, the worry is that if it was to recombine or, or, or connect with a virus that wasn't so lethal, but was more readily spread from human to human, then you would have a lethal, rapidly human to human spreading virus. Well, that apparently is the plot here. Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, character returns from a business trip to Hong Kong to her home in suburban Minneapolis. Uh, she's very ill. Matt Damon, her husband, rushes her to the hospital. She's, not only does she die immediately, he returns home to find his stepson has died of similar symptoms. And it goes on from there and apparently in a few weeks spreads around the globe. Is it possible? Yes, it is. I mean, let's remember the 1918-1919 uh, Spanish influenza pandemic, which killed upwards of 20 million, the numbers are even possibly up to 60 million people across the globe. And that's, of course, in an era where there was a lot less people on the globe, and it wasn't quite as easy to travel. So it is theoretically possible. Now, it's also theoretically possible that an asteroid is going to fall from the sky and eradicate civilization, but we True. don't panic about that either. So the point here is not to panic. It's to be aware of the possibilities. We have a, a good international network run by the WHO to surveil and rapidly identify when these viruses emerge. And that's how the recent bird flu reemergence in Asia was detected. There's been some, in Southern California, a measles outbreak, I understand, from talking to you earlier. What's going on there? Well, you know, people that are not vaccinated, measles can still spread. Measles is certainly not eradicated. There have been uh, a substantial number of measles, measles cases in the United States this year, uh, I think more so than they've seen for at least a decade, maybe even 15 years. And there have been a couple of outbreaks, uh, one in Minnesota earlier in the year, there, are, there have been some cases in Los Angeles recently. These are imported. 
generally by people from outside the United States who are not vaccinated traveling to the United States. And then if they contact people who are not immune, then you can sustain spread. And can, and measles can get very serious beyond the usual uh, blisters that people are used to, right? It certainly can. It's not usually that serious, but it certainly has the potential to, and it certainly killed many, many Americans before uh, the vaccine became available. So what is your advice then to travelers to try to avoid, uh, avoid you know, something as, uh, dare I say the word, minor as measles and something as enormous as the premise that the film Contagion is built around? Well, the good news for diseases like measles and mumps and, you know, rubella, chickenpox, if we have a vaccine that works, you just need to get vaccinated and you're good. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, it's people who are not getting vaccinated that really are putting the rest of the population at risk for spread. So for diseases that are vaccine preventable, it's just getting vaccinated. Okay. And, that, and, and if you're going to an area where there are diseases uh, like yellow fever or other diseases that you need to worry about, there may be niche vaccines for those diseases as well. Talk to your travel physician about that. Avian influenza, there actually is a vaccine for that is FDA approved. Um, however, apparently the strains recently seen in Asia uh, have shifted enough that the vaccine is not likely to be fully protective. So there it's a matter of co some practical common sense. You know, it, this is a bird contact agent. You know, Dr. Brad Spellberg is an infectious disease specialist with uh, uh, the Los Angeles Biomedical uh, Research Institute. And we'll be right back in just a moment. Stick around. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. <coughs> on average, a smoker will die 15 to 20 years earlier than a non-smoker. Quit risking your life. Quit spending all your hard-earned money. Quit worrying about dirty looks. Take your freedom back and switch to American Blue Tip, the hassle-free electronic cigarette that looks, feels, and tastes just like the real thing. It's not real smoke. Just water vapor. Crazy. I can finally relax without sucking in all those chemicals and tar. No secondhand smoke. Quit thinking about it. Make the switch to American Blue Tip right now. It's everything you love about smoking without the tar, tobacco, and carcinogens. You won't even miss cigarettes. Call now. Now for your risk-free trial of American Blue Tip, call 1-800-604-3206. That's 1-800-604-3206. Quit stalling and switch right now. Call 1-800-604-3206. That's 1-800-604-3206. Get in the zone! Protecting your car's interior helps protect its resale value. So keep easy-to-use canisters of Armorall wipes from AutoZone in your car at all times. Then clean and protect your car's interior surfaces anytime. Dash, seats, leather, vinyl, fabric, even glass. Pick up two canisters now for just $8 at AutoZone. See store for restrictions and details. Helping you protect your car and its resale value. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Heritage for the blind. Reminds you to be kind There's something you can do For those who depend on you Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS 1-800-DONATE-CARS today Heritage for the Blind 
Mind is an IRS-recognized charity, and your donation is tax-deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. awesome is it that Sam Adams Oktoberfest won a gold medal for best Oktoberfest beer in Germany. Sam Adams Oktoberfest is everything an Oktoberfest should be. Full-bodied, amber color, and a clean, smooth finish. We brew Oktoberfest with five varieties of malted barley to give it a deep amber hue and a big, rich flavor. Ah, delicious. We only brew it two months a year, so grab a Sam Adams Oktoberfest today before it's too late. Boston Beer Company, Boston, Mass. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. Rudy Maxa here. It's about 43 after the hour. David Rowell is a consumer travel expert. He writes a great uh, blog called thetravelinsider.com. And uh, he joined us at the top of the hour to talk about the decline in tourists and visitors coming to the United States and the huge cost, maybe as over $800 billion, uh, that that is, uh, or the whole that's leaving in our pocket as, as a nation. I want him to come on and talk a little more about three or four points he's got that could be easily implemented, according to David, uh, to turn that around. David, what, uh, go ahead and start with point one. Hello again, Rudy. Hi there. <laughs> the first point is kind of sort of simple. We need to make it easier for people to get visas. Now, I'm not saying that we should sort of throw good sense out the window. We don't want career criminals or terrorists to come here. But uh, for normal people, we should adopt the same standards that other countries like ours adopt in deciding whether or not to let them come and visit. For I, could, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not rocket science. And it doesn't cost us any money either, but it... it brings all these extra people and the, the walking stimulus packages spending $6,000 per person. What, what we need to do as part of the simplification is we need to let people know what it is that they need to do to qualify for a visa. At present, not only are we refusing many more people than we should, but people don't know whether they're going to be accepted or not. And so they're unwilling to even try. We need to say, these are the standards to get a visa. If we do that, then there's much more certainty, there's a much better perception of fairness, and uh, everyone feels better about the process. You know, that seems so basic. Uh, I'm just amazed that, you know, we have to discuss this. You also had, this is an interesting idea you're proposing, allowing U.S. citizens to sponsor or guarantee visitors. Now, now there's a good point. Like, for example, one of my readers told me he's been trying for five years to bring a lady... She's a Guatemalan school principal, 65 years old, married for 40 years, has her own home, family, and he wants to bring her over to visit the United States. He said, I'll guarantee her return, I'll do anything you ask of me. It counts for nothing. Why don't we allow 
U.S. citizens to sponsor visitors, particularly if, say, we have to post some sort of compliance bond. That way, if if it's all a fraud, (laughs) we're we're penalized for it. I think it's a great idea. And I also like... uh uh, you're suggesting that if someone does finally qualify and get over the hurdles to get a visa, that if they want to come back, um, you know, they're, they're, they've got favored status. Well, let's not rediscover the wheel, Rudy. You know, how, how crazy is it that after the impossible procedure to get a visa in the first place, you have to repeat all that a second time and a third time and, and so on? Indeed, sometimes I hear extraordinary stories about a person where nothing has changed in their lives. They apply for their latest visa to come to the U.S., and instead of getting a rubber stamp, yes, sure, welcome back. I guess there's a different person in the consulate, and they suddenly find their visa refused for well, that's what, no stated reason. Well, that's it's sort of sounding like it's fairly arbitrary that maybe even the State Department or Immigration Naturalization doesn't have a checklist of... of of things that have to be met. is it, Can it be that arbitrary? Yes, it can, and it's worse than that. Not only is it extraordinarily subjective in the mind of the visa-issuing officer, but there is almost no recourse. This was introduced for, for good reasons to start with. They didn't want visa-issuing officers to be subjected to political and other undue influence. Mm-hmm. But now these people have... Uh, no one who's able to sort of manage the process, quality control the process, or say to them, hey, you really should have let that person get a visa. We've just got a minute left, David, but you mentioned a group of Chinese visitors, a large group that were coming over, and so many, so many of them had difficulty getting a visa. It costs the United States a lot of money at the end of the day in lost uh, expenditures. There were 21 of them, successful business people, MBA graduates, 12 of them, didn't get visas, so with only nine left, the group was cancelled. I estimate an excess of $300,000 lost in that single one refusal. Unbelievable. 30 seconds left. Reduce the $140 visa fee. You think that's possible? Yeah, why should it cost $140 for a U.S. visa when it's only 75 for a Canadian and $80 for an all-European Schengen visa? Point taken. Very good points, David Rowell. Uh, Keep writing about it. We'll keep talking about it, and maybe, maybe we can nudge the bureaucracy. Uh, Let's hope so. You can read more of David's writings, and I would encourage you to do so by going to the... It's a travelinsider.com, right, David? Yes, exactly. Okay, good. Wanted to make sure. Thank you very much, David. Have a nice weekend. We'll be right back. I'll do a couple deals of the week. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Join Rudy Maxa. Call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. 52 minutes after the hour, I'm Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. Nice to have you aboard. We usually do a deal of the week, and I will do one for you in just a moment. But I want to talk with Mark Murphy. He is the president and CEO of Travel Alliance, travelalliance.com. And he keeps a weather eye on all things travel. And I talked last hour briefly about Google Flights. This is a new search engine, and you can buy tickets from it just as you can on Expedia or Travelocity. Uh, 
And uh, it just was uh, brought out on Tuesday. There have been some uh, blogs saying that it doesn't have quite as many flights yet as Kayak and so on, but uh, Google admits they're still working on it. I wanted to get Mark's take on it. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Rudy, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing great. Yeah, well, what's your flights. feel? What's your feel here about uh, Google Google Trips? Well, it's Google Flights right now. They're talking oh, about bringing other, pro- me. Yes. Yeah, bringing other products onto it. It's it's not complete, doesn't have completeness of information, and it doesn't deal with the overriding challenge that consumers have, which is they still have to sift through and sort through and figure out what's the best fare, what's the best connection, you know, what's the best route. And if something goes wrong, like weather, and we've seen Irene and Lee and, of course, all these other uh, natural uh, disasters, if you would, that have affected travel, they can't get you out. You can't call Google and have them change your flight. Ah, that's so, true. doesn't address that. doesn't address that. Well, I haven't and even, actually, Mark, I, excuse me for interrupting. I haven't even used it yet. Do you buy from Google, or does it just connect you to the airline, it just, or connect you to another website that, that actually purchases a ticket? Well, I'm glad you said that, because that's what I was just going to mention. No, it does not allow you to purchase a ticket. It's a search engine that then directs you to the airline site specifically, and it allows you to sort on and find fares based on point A to point B and where you want to go. And uh, a new feature is kind of where you want to spend. You can kind of set, set your budget, and it'll give you those returns. The biggest challenge is it doesn't have Expedia. It doesn't have the online travel agencies. It doesn't have Southwest in there. And so Google really is firing the first salvo that they're going to compete against those players, which is kind of interesting because Google's been about do no evil and giving you all of the results, and in reality, that's not exactly the case here. Ah, so they're going to make their money if you click through to buy a ticket. They'll get a couple bucks as commission. That's where their revenue comes from for the moment. Okay. And they're going to preference those airlines, and they're not going to include at this point the OTAs, but there is talk about including them. Keep in mind, the Expedia's of the world are big advertisers on Google search results. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and what the ultimate impact on Expedia and the other folks is. Ah, I'm reading a review that David Daw of PC World wrote, and he said the, the greatest strength of Google Flight Search is its looks. Uh, that clearly Google put a lot of time and effort into that. And so far, there's not enough data, though. As you say, there's some airlines that aren't on there. Um, And when you said OTA, you mean websites like Expedia, Travelocity, and, and Orbitz. You think someday Google might include that in there? Yeah, it's a part of the search results, because, uh, but, but at this point, that's what they're saying. At this point, they're really competing against them because those are obviously vertical search models where you can find airfares and tickets and buy. And the difference is you actually buy through Expedia. You're not getting redirected to the airline sites. So from a business model standpoint, the airlines love it because it cuts out the online travel agent, just like they cut out the traditional travel agent 16, 17 years ago, and it directs business to their own website for a direct connect. And that's saves them on something else called GDS fees or global distribution mm-hmm. system fees, which charge a few dollars on every single ticket that's issued. And yeah, they're trying to cut that out. They certainly are. Well, uh, it's worth watching uh, and worth following. I appreciate it. Uh, you're dropping in, Mark Murphy. Thanks. Have a nice weekend. Always glad. Thanks, Rudy. You can read more of Mark's writings at markmurphytravels.com. He's a writer and publisher and uh, has a lot to say about the travel industry. markmurphytravels.com. Got time for a deal of the week here real fast. Oh, cash register on cue. 
Uh, Trump, Trump is trying to invite you to Trump uh, Hotel Collection is trying to invite you to savor the summer a bit longer. So they've got all kinds of deals at their hotels. Let me just tick through them pretty quickly. In Panama City in Panama, remember I told you last hour, Panama is now saying that if you fall ill or hurt yourself and require hospitalization, they're going to pay your medical bills for six, uh, uh, for two months, I believe. And if you're stuck in Panama, I thought that was pretty incredible. Anyway, if you stay at the new Trump Panama, uh, you're going to get Continental Breakfast Daily, a $50 restaurant credit, and a glass of champagne when you check in. Uh, at the Las Vegas uh, uh, Trump, they're going to give you a poolside cabana. Now, those things can cost $50 to $100 a day in Vegas, and two poolside chair massages. Ooh, rates from $189 a night. That's a pretty good deal. Poolside massages, I don't know how long they are, and a cabana, $189 a night. Um, at the, in Soho, at the Trump in Soho, they're going to throw in continental breakfast uh, at the cafe. Rates begin around $368 a night. And uh, in Chicago at the Trump, they'll... Uh, Take care of your valet parking and continental, uh, excuse me, valet parking. Yeah, valet parking and continental breakfast. That's not bad. I stayed at the Trump recently, and valet parking was a lot of money. I can't quote it, but I think it was in excess of $35 a night. Continental breakfast for two can hit that, too. So they're going to throw in the continental breakfast and throw in the uh, valet parking in New York uh, at Trump uh, in Midtown. Um, you're going to get a complimentary breakfast daily. And in Waikiki at the Trump, you can stay a day longer in paradise. You get your fourth night free when you book three nights at the Trump in Waikiki. So there you go. You can check all this out um, at uh, trumphotelcollection.com. Hey, we got to say goodbye. I hope you have a lovely quasi-summer, quasi-autumn weekend wherever you are. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jeff Ryder, my engineer, who causes my voice to fly through the air and magically appear on your XM radio station or your local radio station, or maybe you're streaming online at RudyMaxa.com. You're welcome to do that anytime you want. Anna Schofield is my executive producer. I appreciate all her hard work as well, and I appreciate your listening and your local station for carrying Rudy Maxa's world. See you right here next week. been listening to Rudy Max's World and as always you're hearing must hear radio on the SSI radio network